Welcome to the Cooking for Chemo podcast. I'm Chef Ryan Callahan, your host. And I'm the producer, Jesse Callahan. And the purpose of this podcast is to tackle the eating-related side effects of chemotherapy and discuss the practical real-world solutions to make your food taste great again. And in this episode, we're going to be looking at the nitty-gritty technical aspects of a recipe, which basically boils down to what does each thing inside of Ryan's recipe do? Yeah. and how it relates to the five flavors that we discussed in previous episodes. So if you haven't listened to that already, go back and listen to that. And uh, we're going to learn how to apply it to other non-cooking for chemo recipes, right? Yep, that's kind of the idea. So um, one of the things you'll notice on cookingforchemo.org is, or even inside of our books, we actually arrange our recipes differently than most people. Most people just give you literally a list of ingredients, and if you're lucky, like the old-fashioned cookbooks, it's literally a list of ingredients, right? Um, maybe some directions. Yeah, maybe some directions, you know, like uh, not to name any names, but a pretty well-known cookbook's like that's literally a list of, ing a list of ingredients and some semi-directions. Um, and the newer ones are a list of ingredients in a lot of directions, right? Well, we kind of also took it to one more step of hand-holding, which is we do a list of ingredients, yes, but we break them down into what they are and what they do, right? So we change it from just ingredients, we change it to ingredients, flavor balancers, aromatics, so that you can think about what each part does inside of the recipe, and then we give specific directions. Uh, we're not gonna walk through the specific directions of recipe, but what we are gonna do is walk through what our uh, top recipes, which is our chili recipe, and show you how to <coughs> use it. Regionally famous chili. Oh, sorry, You're, that's not correct. It's <laughs> Chef Ryan's regionally famous chili. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, if you've never had my chili recipe, people absolutely love it. Um, one of the easiest ways to find something on our website is just use the search bar or just go onto your browser, type cookingforchemo.org, put a space, and then type chili, right? And then hit enter on your browser, and that'll actually pull up the search page inside of our actual website, and then you can click the chili recipe. Yeah, recipes are really hard to organize on a website. Yeah, they're basically, uh, you know, like they either take up too much space, <laughs> or they don't have pictures, or they have pictures, and we can't really figure How out How do you organize way. them? Yeah, like, ours, I'll thing. be honest, ours is not done the best way possible, but it's the best way we could do it. So yes. anyway, so let's dive straight into this. So our chili recipe is a classic chili with meat and beans. Um, one of the things I always say is you can switch out the you know, like we call for ground beef, you can always switch it out for ground turkey. You use like Impossible Burger, you could keep it out entirely, but um, let's kind of walk through this recipe. So of course you've got the description, I'm not gonna read the description because everyone knows what chili is. And basically it walks through what it is, what kind of cuisine it is, and then who wrote it, which is me, of course, Chef Ryan. So the first thing in our recipes you'll see is online, it'll show you what equipment you need. So in this recipe, you need a cutting board, a chef's knife, a large stock pot, large stock pot or spaghetti pot, and a can opener, because you gotta open cans, right? Well, then it goes into the ingredients, and we have our ingredients split up three different ways, okay? So the first part is food ingredients, okay? These are literally the ingredients that are the actual food in your recipe. So the first thing is, uh, ground beef, right? One pound of ground beef around 90-10. So it's a lean ground beef. And this is your protein inside the meal. It's part one of protein. Second one is two large cans of chili beans or red kidney beans um, undrained because you want that fluid in there. But that is also your protein, right? Remember when we talked about nutrition? It was the protein and fat category. That's what this is. The, the beans and the chili or the chili beans and the ground beef make up the protein. Then we have the large large can of tomatoes. We want them diced, and um, you got two green peppers. You got the large onion, and then a little bit of oil. The oil is, of course, to saute with. 
but the tomatoes, the peppers, and the onions, this is our vitamins and minerals part of the recipe, right? These are what also though, all of these ingredients build our flavor, right? They build our base flavors, they make our stock. So it's the food ingredients, what we're actually eating. Yes, exactly. Before we season it or do anything else to exactly. it. That's, that's the food in itself. Exactly, okay. so this is the nutrition aspect, really, if you wanna think about it. This is the concentrated aspect. Everything after this is what adjusts the flavors inside of the recipe. And that's an important distinction because that makes it so you can not only visually see it, but remember that this does this function. So for example, we have the following flavor balancers, right? So that's what we call the things that fall into the five flavors, salty, savory, spicy, sour, sweet, right? Because remember guys, we talked about how you experience food with roundness of flavor, with your tongue, with your nose, with your Go eyes. Go back and listen to the previous podcast if you're confused right now. With your sense of and touch. And just jumped in. <laughs> and with your sense of sound, right? You, you experience food with all your senses and memory and association. So the first part, like we said, that's the actual nutrition part of right. the recipe. The rest of it adjusts the flavor to your preferences. So for example, we have three teaspoons of kosher salt, okay? That is going to be salty. That's gonna be building the salty characteristic of the dish. Two tablespoons of soy sauce that builds the savory characteristic of the dish. A half of a tablespoon of ground black pepper and a quarter teaspoon of cayenne pepper build the spicy. So, so far we've had salty, savory, spicy. spicy. Okay. Now we have sour, which is two tablespoons of red wine vinegar. That's remember guys, the lightener, the first three flavors, salty, savory, spicy build. Then we need our lightener that reduces the weight in our mouth, keeps us going back for that extra bite. But then we need something to balance it all. And what do we use to balance? We use the sweet, sweet. flavor, right? Oh, so that's yeah. two tablespoons of sugar. Now we're not saying, Put four pounds of sugar, we're talking about two small tablespoons yeah, of sugar. Yeah, people get weird when you bring up sweet. They're like, oh my goodness, I'm gonna, you know, like sugar, it, it kills people. And, and we're like, no, like you're not eating a whole bag of sugar. You're right. eating, you're, you're literally just putting into season right. a little Excess bit. Excess consumptions of sugars are the issues, not small amounts of sugars for seasoning. And if you're diabetic, Great news, guys, Splenda works one for one. All you gotta do is go get the Splenda, add one tablespoon of Splenda for one tablespoon of sugar, and it works exactly the same way. Yeah, that, that artificial sweetener for us, we have found is the closest tasting to actual sugar without the calories mm -hmm. or the things that harm you. Yeah, or if you don't have to keep all sugar out, you could do a cut, half, half Splenda, half sugar. A 50-50 blend actually works really well for baking. And in cooking structurally, there's a chemistry aspect here that I'm not gonna get into, but structurally speaking, it ends up feeling in the same way. So okay. that's how we balance our flavors. So if you like things a little extra salty, add a little extra salt. If you think that if you are really salt sensitive right now, lower the amount of salt, right? If you like things more savory, increase the soy sauce. Or if you don't like it super savory, you don't like the soy sauce, decrease the soy sauce, right? So it's great that you have it broken up like this because you could visually see it and say, okay, well, I like you just said, I'm salt sensitive. I'm gonna way decrease it. And then you could actually see the other flavors like, oh, I'm actually having success with spicy right now. So I'm gonna increase, maybe not even use black pepper, use cayenne pepper right. instead. Right. And that's, and that's what you can do. So if you're really enjoying spicy foods, you can crank up the spiciness on this. And how would we crank up the spiciness? We'd increase the amount of ground black pepper and the amount of cayenne pepper. And if you like it to be really, really, really spicy, go ahead and bump that cayenne pepper up to like two or three teaspoons. And that'll be like five alarm chili, which Ooh, is how so some people really like it. 
and maybe even add some jalapenos to yeah, it. Yeah, you could slice that up. good. Oh, yeah. And then you could, <laughs> heck, you could serve this with sliced jalapenos and some sour cream and some cheddar cheese on top. And now oh, we're talking. Now I'm hungry. Okay, so if you're finding that you have really bad metallic taste, right, what are you going to do? You're going to increase the amount of vinegar inside of it. In this dish, mm. vinegar helps so much to lighten it because it's such a heavy dish. On your tongue, it leaves a residue. It's, it's got the... It's got the beef, it's got the beans, it's got all these things that leave a, a, they got a big beans are flavor. Thick. They're thick. And you want to increase that vinegar aspect, that sour aspect, to lighten the metallic taste inside of that dish. And then, of course, we're going to always balance that with a little bit of sweetness. Um, if you don't want to use sugar, you can always use ketchup. Uh, that's personally one of my favorite things to add to the chili. <laughs> you too, you're like, I need some ketchup. I'm like, Ryan, you literally just spent all this time making it and you like it the way it tastes. You're like, but it needs Ketchup. ketchup. Yeah, I love ketchup and chili. Kill it. Ketchup like, and hot sauce and chili. Weird. Okay, and so then we have our aromatics. Now, aromatics, guys, these are the herbs and spices. These are the things that build the appetite from a distance. Now, often ingredients, food ingredients, will also build your appetite from a distance because they'll have their own smell, like beans and beef, tomatoes, green peppers, onions. They're all aromatic in their own right. right. But inside of the aromatics category, those are the things that have no other function but building the aromatic quality of the dish to change the way it smells or change the way that you perceive it and taste and build that appetite from distance. So in the chili recipe, we have two tablespoons of minced garlic, one tablespoon of ground cumin, two tablespoons of dried oregano, and two tablespoons of chili powder. Um, I love chili powder in my chili. It gives that extra chili taste. It gives it that extra. Now, chilies, guys, are like green peppers, poblanos, anything that looks like a jalapeno or a green pepper, ghost peppers, ghost chilies, anything in that vein is going to have a very specific flavor because they're actually all related plants. They're all subbreeds of the same That organism. sounds like more technical yep, cooking. Yep, and I'm not going to get into that's that. That's going to bore all of us. That's going to bore everybody to <laughs> death. But the whole function of the garlic, the cumin, the oregano, and the chili powder is to build that appetite from a distance. So let's say you're not doing very well with really pungent flavors. What would I do to um, get rid of those? So I'd omit the cumin and I'd probably omit the chili powder because those are two pretty pungent smells, right? But you could keep the cumin or keep the oregano and keep the garlic. Um, a lot of times I will add garlic and onions to recipes because they're two different types of onion family. But if you're, you don't like all of that flavor, you can easily scrap the garlic and just keep the onions. Uh, that's something I've been doing lately is using just onions or just garlic because I want those uh, singular flavors, not the combined flavors. So if you're having trouble with pungent smells, you know, maybe stay away from the cumin. And this is where we can go through with our tasting journal and say, okay, uh, I smelled the cumin. I don't like how it smells. So guess what, guys? Scratch it out. Take it off your recipe. You don't have to put it in there. It's going to taste almost exactly the same. The point of these ingredients is not to be the food ingredients, right? The nutrition aspect. It's just to build your appetite from distance and get you excited to change the nature of the dish, the aromatic quality of the dish, right? So we can easily scrap any of these smells that you don't like. So if you don't like oregano, throw out oregano. If you don't like the chili powder, throw out the chili powder. If you don't like the cumin, throw out the cumin. If you don't like garlic, throw out the garlic. The thing that I like about the way we set up the recipes by breaking it down into the actual food ingredients, the seasoning ingredients, and the aromatics, which are the herbs 
herbs and spices. The thing that I really like about that is, is you talk about your tasting journal, right? And mm -hmm. so maybe they're not having success with green peppers, so they can omit the green peppers in the chili recipe in entirety and substitute yeah. something else in there. And it right. really helps you visually break everything up and adjust it for your personal preferences at the moment. Exactly. And that's and what's so great about this. Cooking is so unbelievably personal. Eating is it so is. personal. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld always says that humor is more personal than your personal preference and humor is more personal than your selection in food. But he's just pointing out how picky people are about their food, right? No recipe is ever one size fits all. Just like there's no one size fits all cure for cancer because there are hundreds of types of cancer tons of tons and tons of types of uh, treatment options and ways you do it. It's the same thing with food. Don't take my recipes as the gospel truth. They are not Or anyone's absolute. for that matter. Yeah, sure, everybody's, right? Don't take yeah. any recipe as gospel truth. The idea is that chili can be made a thousand, thousand different ways, right? Places in Southern Indiana, do it completely different than how I make chili here in St. Louis. People in Texas do it completely do it they different. They do it way different. <laughs> and regionally, each one varies. Like some places put pasta in their chili, like just little chopped up pasta. Some places put barley. Some places put rice. Some people think that beans is sacrilegious and it should just be, you know, chili peppers and uh, beef and in a tomato sauce and that's it, right? Which is where you get the hot dog chili. It's up to you to decide what is your recipe. What do you like? Make this your own. Cooking is personal. It's like designing your and decorating your own home. So make every recipe you find your own for your own preferences that work for you because the idea here with every recipe and especially doing it during chemotherapy treatments and mm -hmm. cooking for chemo is to go back for that one extra bite every single time because that's what we want right we want to be able to keep the weight on we want to be able to avoid cachexia which is the systematic starvation we want to get the nutrition and we want to build those healthy good habits of eating on a regular basis so we are not losing weight during cancer treatments because that is our goal here at cooking for chemo and so i give you guys permission to change my recipes that's right <laughs> make it your own tweak it some people get weird about that don't change it yeah don't, don't change, change it. it you know it reminds me of the old story of uh you know Okay, so there was a grandma who always made a ham for Christmas, right? And she cut the back off the ham. And so when the daughter made it, she'd always cut the back off her ham. And then the granddaughter would cut the back off her ham. And then the grandma, and then the granddaughter is arguing with her husband and, and he says, why are you cutting the back off the ham? Because that's how my grandma always did it. And, and, she, and it always turns out really good when we do, do it like that. We do follow this recipe exactly, right? We repeat it, we repeat it, we repeat it. We never think about why we do it. And then he goes, well, that's dumb. Call your grandma and ask her why she did it. And she goes, well, I don't know why you idiots are, did it, but I did it because my, my oven was too small or my pan was my too pan small. My pan was too short, Depending yeah. on how you tell the, tell the story. That's the problem, right? The problem is we're repeating the same habits, the same mistakes over and over again without thinking about it from a critical standpoint. Why am I cutting the back off the ham? Why am I adding cumin? Why am I adding black pepper? It's about critical thinking and making yes. decisions what's best for your situation. Exactly. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. And that's how you guys have to start thinking about these recipes of cooking for chemo. You know, it's not about how I like it. It's about how the cancer fighter likes it, right? Ryan likes his chili one way. My mom, Melissa, she liked her chili a different way. So when I cooked for her, I made it how she wanted it. So that is 
everything Whoa. in this episode. That was deep. I think that was deeper than cooking, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> That's all for this episode of the Cooking for Chemo podcast. Before we end the show, we want to say thank you to everyone that helps make Cooking for Chemo's online resources free. And if you'd like to help support Cooking for Chemo, simply visit our website and click on the support CFC button located at the top of every page on cookingforchemo.org. You can also support us by purchasing a copy of our Gourmand award-winning cookbook, Cooking for Chemo and After. I'm Jesse Callahan. And I'm Chef Ryan Callahan. Thanks for listening. <laughs>